Ireland is renowned for its storytelling. And I have with me now on the show three young storytellers, or Shanachies, they call it in Ireland. I have Jack Bodimer, then he's going to be followed by Kellyanne Bodimer and their older brother, Mirish. They're all All-Ireland winners in Shanachie, in the Kjoltos Torieran in Ireland, in the Flakjol, and the Skorposhti. They're doing absolutely fantastic, and their parents... Tig and Bernadette to help them keep the tradition of Shanachie or storytelling and reciting alive and well in Ireland. The Burdamore family comes from County Cork in Ireland. I hope you enjoy it. And folks, I have a treat for you tonight. All the ways from Dunmanway in County Cork, I have the Murdermore family. And they have been competing in the Flakyol and score Naposhti from a very young age. Tonight, we're going to have the pleasure of starting off with Jack Murdermore. He's the youngest, he's 12 years old, folks, and now he's coming right up. Jack Murdermore. I knew a man once. He lived in Port McGee. Now... Port McGee was on the west side of Kerry, away down the western end. This man I knew, he was a small farmer. He had two small fields at the gable end of the house. He had two ducks, three hens, and was a ten cats, and a three-legged dog. But his prized possession was a small, tidy Frisian cow. And she was a fierce milker. She'd milk up the three buckets of milk twice a day. And sure, if the grass was good, she'd milk up the four. But the only thing that was wrong with this cow was that she was fierce cross. She'd turn on you as quick as lightning. So no one dared to look her straight in the eye. Because if you did, she'd come straight at you and puck you. That's why the lights of her were called the Pucky Cow. Me man decided it was time to sell the cow. He knew all the neighbours were just anxious to buy the cow because she was such a good milker. But they couldn't sell her locally. Because if she did any harm to the neighbours, how could he live with himself? So he took off east to the eastern end of the county Passed up through Skartaglin and Ginigila. In fact, he crossed the county bounds into County Cork. Woo! <laughs> and went to the fair in Nocturne. Well, during the course of the day, he sold the cow. And he got a handsome price for her. He went home anyway, very pleased with himself. Everything was honky until one Sunday, coming out of mass, they spotted the Sunday papers. Farmer's wife killed by cow. Oh, he knew straight away it was his cow that killed the farmer's wife. He couldn't show his face at that side of the county ever again. The years passed by. He didn't put a foot outside the parish of Port McGee. Sure, in fact, he'd hardly put his face outside the door. Well, except going to Mass on Sundays. Around five years passed by, he 
plucked up the courage to venture out again. He had to get on with his life to let his troubles behind him. So he took back to the fair in Knoxville. Now, I don't know, was he buying or was he selling the same day? But after a long day in the cool of the evening, he decided to have one point for the road home. So he strolled into that Connell's pub at the top of the village of Knocknagree. He was no sooner inside the door when he spotted the farmer at the far end of the counter. And before he could say, to the fraud on the top of the point, there was the farmer standing right beside him. Oh, hello, said the farmer. Oh, hello, says me man. Aren't you that lad that showed me that pucky cow? Don't you know? She killed me wife. What more could he say only? I'm very sorry to hear that news. That's all right, said the farmer. Sometimes Maddie did get. Oh, that was like lifting heavy weights off me man's shoulders. Congratulations. I'm delighted for you. That's all right, said the farmer. And by any chance, would you have a calf off that pokey cow? And folks, we're going to continue on now with more from the Burdemore family from Dunmanway in County Cork of the family Moore, Shannon, Kellyanne and Jack. They're all members of the Dunmanway Keol Society as well as the Cabri Score. Moore, Shannon, their older sister, and Kellyanne, they're all Ireland winners in the storytelling and the flag Keol. Such a talented, talented family. They won in 2019 and Marish is a four-time All-Ireland winner. Shannon won it twice and Kellyanne, she's an All-Ireland winner as well. And we have a big treat now because coming up next, Kellyanne, who is just 14 years of age, folks, here we have her, Kellyanne. Now, being a cock girl myself, it is rare I'd ever cross the county bounce into Kerry. But if you ever travel the road to Killarney, you could never miss Peg's house. It was at the other side of the level crossing. There was always one gate open, the other gate shut. They were always half expecting a train. Peg's house was done up to the veins of a noisy Dormer windows on the roof, variegated ridge tiles, walls, pebble dash. Haha, <laughs> for what you could see of them, for they were mostly covered in ivy. And at the side of Peg's house, there was ridges of flowers surrounded by a hedge, beautifully clipped. You may say, a barber couldn't do it nicer. And one knob of the hedge was trained to give the effect of a woman playing the concertina. Peg herself, of course, she was a dinger on the box. If you heard her play the verse of Vienna, you could never again want to turn on the wireless. How is that she had it? Diddle deedle die da, diddle deedle die da, diddle deedle die da, diddle deedle die da. She was brilliant. Now, of all the posies in Peg's garden, the roses took the pride of place. She'd them there of every hue. She had June roses, tea roses, ramblers, 
and climbers, and at the back of Peg's house, there was a farmer living there, and he had a goat running with the cows, and a very destructive animal he was too, and one day he broke into Peg's garden, sampled the roses, loved them, and made short work of it. <laughs> Peg complained the goat to the farmer, what do you want him for with nine cows? Sure it can't be short to milk you Ha ha. It isn't that, said the farmer. It's gold. They're meant to be lucky. And another thing, they'll eat the injurious herbs, and the cows will go the full time. If you follow me, you wouldn't want to be the chairperson of the farmer's union to know that. You'll be doing full time, says Peg, if that goat don't conduct himself. For I'll have you up before the man in the white wig. Play tough now, said the farmer. A man afraid of his life, of litigation, which could lighten the pocket. I have the donkey chain there, and I'll shorten it down to make a fetter for the goat, which he did. But sure, when the goat found timing, like the leads in the tree-legged rays, he was as good with it as without it. No! Was that the same year Peg mar- married the returned Yang? Oh, twas, 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 I'd say. A man that went in a fight for wearing fancy shirts, which they do. <coughs> and sure to be only one day he keeps the shirts on him for. Poor Peg's fingers would be worn to the bone from washing for him. This morning, she rinsed out a beautiful red shirt and she put it up in the hedge to dry. No fault. Until the coat came his way. Handicapped and all as he was. He broke into Peg's garden, attracted by the colour, I suppose. And just as she opened the front door, she opened it just to see the white button of the left cuff of the red shirt disappearing down the ghost trottle. There was no, there was no good call the Yang. Sure, he was up in the loft in Blanket Street. All the night work he used to have in New York. He used to sleep during the day. And now that he has no night work here, he sleeps day and night. Peg ran after the goat with the broom, and just as he was running down the incline, now it wouldn't happen again in the reign of cats. Only one link at the chain went down over a square-headed bolt that was pinning the rail chair onto the sleeper. He was held there, a prisoner. He couldn't lead nor drive. And what was more, the train was coming. Now you heard it whistling. If you were there, you'd lose your head. And so would I. But the goat didn't panic. What did he do? Only up the red shirt and slide down the train. Up next, folks, we have Moorish Bodimar. He is a four-time All-Ireland winner in the Shanachian storytelling. I hope you enjoyed this. I knew a woman one time that married a blacksmith. And they weren't altogether strangers, you see. He had sort of memory of her before she went away. And there was no out-and-out love between them. Only he had an empty house and she would turn American. So they got married, made a match, and they made history. They were the first couple from that court to 
Quaid a honeymoon, and when they got off the train at Van Meyer Station in Cork, she said to him, They're all lucutus. Is there anything that I can do that I can make it look like we're a couple of years married? And she said, Of course there is. Catch hold of the bag there and walk on in front of me. When they came home from the honeymoon, the wife she got in carpenters and masons to renovate the inside of the house to put into the ideas she saw from me. Concrete paths all around the house, down to the wicker gate, a monkey tree here and a monkey tree there. Uh, she was used to the good thing in America, where she was a lady's companion. She was full of airs and graces, which she tried to transfer to the blacksmith. There was a station published that year for the blacksmith, and the wife was delighted for it to be the opportunity to show off the inside of the house to the priest and the people, and show off all the peculiar fibbles she had brought her trunk from America. But she didn't want it to be ruined by the awkwardness of her husband, so training was the only answer. For weeks before the station, the blacksmith he hated to see the sun going down in the evening, for it meant home to night school. He'd go in the door, take off his old duds, wash and scrub himself, and get into his conversational clothes. Yes, father, and no father, you see. He being the man of the house, he'd have to have breakfast with the parish priest in the room. So she showed him how to sit and how to do it properly. She said, no coarse language. Don't be saying things like, excuse me, dear father, the butler is hairy. The dog and the cat slept in the dairy. Don't be saying things like that, she said. Use your subject and don't have drops of tea falling from your moustache and take the spoon out of the cup when you're having your tea. And don't have a gleam to your eye when you're talking to the priest. Being the man of the house, he'd have to welcome the priest in off the sidecap out of the wooden gate. So she showed up how to stand and how to do it properly. He was texting this hand, showing no agitation, and say, Good morning, dear father, and give a little laugh. Ha 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 ha. Fall already? We won't feel it now to Christmas. But he wasn't too sure about fall already, because he never heard it said locally. But the wife made him to saying it was the term used to describe the autumnal part of the year in America, and it was the coming thing. Well, he kept going off in his head, fall already. Even when the forge was full of customers, all of a sudden he'd stop hammering on the anvil and look up and say, fall already, until the people thought he was out of his nut. Well, one evening he came in, and there was a strange thing up on the table, and he went over. What? Punched on the table. Blast he go out, and he gave one swipe of his hat and put the teapot flying. You see the tea cosy, it was the bride cock, very lifelike, another one of those fiddles she brought in the trunk from America. The night before the station, the blacksmith he washed down the footpath, bought it after the bucket of water, and then for the final practice he stood below at the gate and extended his hand, so he showing no agitation and said Good morning, dear father. Ha, 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 ha. Fall already? We won't feel it now to Christmas. Then he went back up to the house and himself and the wife went to bed. And whatever happened that night? They were only down the kitchen, a small piece. Looking outside the window, who should they see? 
Only the priests get the aftersight cap. The blacksmith stuck his legs into his shoes and he dashed out the door. Merciful hour. There was a fierce fall of frost the night before. And as soon as his feet touched the pad, the two legs were taken from under him. And he went flat down his backside. And he went skeeting down to the gate. And still in the sitting position, he extended his hand and he said, Good father, dear morning, what day you've came. I have a pain in me arse from the fall. I'll feel it now to Christmas. I would like to give a special Christmas wishes towards Nana Joan, Nana Mara, all my uncles, aunts, Michelle O'Maddy, and most importantly, my parents, Tygen Burnbottomer. And another thanks to the Manway Cultus. Happy Christmas, everyone. You're listening to Ireland Calls, live streaming on Global Irish Radio. That's G-I-R dot I-E. Listen live on Ireland Calls Radio Show dot com. That's live Irish radio from New York City. Ireland Calls is also on Spotify. That's Ireland Calls on Spotify. <laughs> 